Welcome to Movement 4.0, From Babies to Astronauts. I thought it'd be a great idea to start talking about my book, You Can't Get to Mars Without Me, and start going over some of the key points. One of the key points is, have you ever thought about having a stroke or a heart attack in outer space, what it would happen to an astronaut, and why similar things happen to us down here. This conversation is based on and around my 17th theory of biological gravity. A living organism will not just fall down like a board, but will instead have variations of the response through rotation and lack of rotation with factors of buoyancy that can counter the force of gravity in living beings. So now, as we've been covering, you can move around as the system rotates, right? But what happens when we do have something like a stroke or a heart attack? Now, stroke is very interesting because in the human body, if something dies or is damaged within the spinal fluid, it can stay there. If something dies, like my appendix and so forth, it better come out because otherwise it's going to go gangrene and, and so forth and it'll kill me. The poisons will start to inject into the system. So I don't think people really look at the mass of the brain and how the brain works. The brain moves, obviously, through the skull bones and the sutures. It almost, in a sense, breathes. They call it a spinal pulse, if you recognize that through cranial sacral work. But at the same time, there could be trauma to the brain. A small event to a stroke will then um, brain bleed into an area and kill that area of the brain or damage that area of the brain. There's other things that can happen, obviously, within the brain, even tumors and such. But right now, I just really want to concentrate on strokes because if I can get to a stroke pretty quick, it's it's unbelievable to come back. And I'm not saying that as a brag or a promise. I get it. No two people are the same. I've never seen you before. And I'm not here to make those kind of claims. I'm here to teach you about movement. But guess what? When people are in outer space, right? There's no like jumping to the gun, even the thoughts of having any kind of a therapy program in outer space. It's a preventative case, but we can't always prevent life. Life happens to us no matter where we're at. So a stroke can happen. It starts to bleed within the brain. And due to the level of bleeding and where the bleeding is, now also can put pressure on the skeletal system, the skull. Sometimes we need things called a shunt where they go in and relieve the pressure because, again, the changes to the damage, the mass, because it, it doesn't come out properly. Um, they have to do it through a shunt, which slowly it goes into the center of the brain, a catheter, and it goes down into your abdomen, and it slowly takes away spinal fluid and re- puts it back into your body, into your abdomen. We can't do this too fast because you get what they call a tap headache or, or those kind of things where it's, it's quite painful. And we can't do it too slow because that pressure can damage more of the brain. Um, Another thing that can be done is they actually saw into the skeletal system and put a bone flap in or remove part of the skull bones um, to allow for the swelling to go down. And then they'll go back and replace the bone into that area. So there's, there's different ways of doing it. And I'm not a doctor. I'm your movement coach. But I work with a lot of very severe or high trauma cases and... At the end of the day, people just want their bodies back. At the end of the day, people just want to move better, be better, or just get back to where they were, and that's okay. So now one of the things that happens when the brain has damage to it, now you have a mass. Now I know you're going to say, hey, lady, the whole body's a mass. Yes and no. We have biological mass and we have a dominant, inanimate mass. 
my glasses are inanimate. They're, they're just an object and they will fall to gravity no matter. I will not fall off this chair no matter how much you want. However, when the mass supersedes the might, this is one of my theories we just talked about last week, the mass will prevail. Well, guess what? When you have a stroke or something to that effect, that mass now is succumbing to gravity. The damaged area of the brain wants to succumb to gravity, whereas a non-damaged area of the brain or the living area of the brain wants to oppose gravity. So now this can throw off something such as simple as balance, muscle responses, also the way that you even just go into talking or, or doing your daily tasks, because now we're also cutting into the neuromapping. And that's what most people look at with the human body when it has trauma, is where was there an interruption of neuromapping? Well, I'm trying to tell you here is that we have to look at how having mass suddenly in our system affects the movement. Now in outer space, we have a different buoyancy rate. So the living organism is now expanding in all directions. And now let's say you have damage to the brain. That damage to the brain will now counter oppose any of the movements versus counterbalance. Same as on earth, but a different rate. It'll be much more dominant in outer space. So when someone's trying to just float and move around the space station, if they've had a stroke, they're going to find orientation of this very, very, I shouldn't say difficult because anything we do is really difficult if we looked at it that way. How we walk down the, the, the street and work on our computers and write a program and write a book and all, you know, we can look at anything as difficult. But uh, as I like to just say, it's not difficult, it's different it's different than something you're used to. Even just listening to this podcast, it's a different point of view than what you're used to. But I'm here for you to look at movement and gravity, which I'm told gravity has nothing to do with movement. And from this alone, I'm telling you, I, I totally disagree. So when someone has had a stroke, right, they become very sedentary here. In outer space, what would happen is, is that person, in a sense, part of their body would want to attract to the space station, right, the way like a cup would float. Have you ever seen, too, the way they, they um, spin objects in space and so forth, how they stay um, on a linear base? Well, that's what's going to happen to part of the body, the brain that's damaged, whereas the rest of the body will want to counter-respond to the touch and to the movements, so even when an astronaut now hooks their foot um, to stabilize the system, that hook is preventing the body from going away from that area, whereas the mass damage in the brain will create a wobble. And that wobble is not something that we're used to. And you will have uh, notions of that in outer space, right? The body doesn't go on a perpetual wobble. Thinking of a an airplane losing control and, and going into to this spin, right? That wobble. And now it won't be as dramatic as something like that, but let me tell you, any kind of wobble within the human body is going to throw you. And especially too, because that wobble won't be able to be created down on earth. So let's say that person is traumatized. They're going to get them back down no matter how, depends on the length of time they'll be in space, but that wobble really can go into something a lot more dramatic than you think, because when they come back here, that now the brain is going to feel so heavy because um, of the system changes that happen in outer space. So what needs to be done with it? Now, first of all, when you've had a stroke and where I work with stroke, the first thing I have to do is very fine, detailed work on balance. 
there would have to actually be, um, I wouldn't say a harness contraption, but we'd be using a TheraBand system for the head. And certain movements would have to be made so the system knows how to counter at a skull level, not just a pelvic level or foot level or hand level. Remember, our center of balance changes in outer space, our center of gravity changes in outer space. So you would need to have these movements going around. Um, so almost uh, the head would have to go into a very specialized contraption, something that I could make, but but I'm sure there's other people out there that could do it, and where the system would learn to balance or counterbalance in all directions despite being in space. This would take a lot of the trauma part of the mass differential and the viscosity changes within the system. Now, obviously, you have to relieve pressure, and that's another thing that has to be done. Probably something as drastic as even drilling a small hole into the skull might have to be done. That's, again, something that the doctors would have to pick up depending on the amount of swelling. Because in outer space, you're in expansion mode. So then the next thing is after the head finds its balance cores again, you'd have to start incorporating the foot into the head. And since there's no standing in space, in a sense, the milestone is lost, would have to set up another unit to sit there and start working on foot to pelvic to head functions and going back and forth. This would initiate the functions of the spinal column much more efficiently and having those functions to hopefully eliminate a lot of the stresses that can be felt on the brain. Having a stroke, having appendicitis, all of these kind of things are considerations of NASA. They do it all the time. It's the recovery that has to be looked at because the recovery then of coming back to Earth, even after a short time of having the stroke, let's just say we can get someone down pretty quick from, from their trauma, you'll still have different issues of balance because I'm telling you right now, the head, because of the, the experience of when the stroke happened in space, is going to feel like a ton. It just, it, for lack of a better words, but it'll only feel like a ton in the area that is been damaged by the stroke. And so the other area will want to, to go away from that. And we need the brain to work together despite the damage. And same thing on earth. That's the one thing people have to look at. It's not that your life's over because there's been trauma to the brain. Is that for whatever reason this happened, we have to look at the movement qualities of the brain as well as the cranium and the body to work together as much as possible instead of counter. This isn't about forgetting your right side and just going over to your left. I get it that you have to do things you need to do because that's what satisfies the human brain. The human brain just wants to be okay. It, most adults come to me because they just want to get back to where they were. You know, even though I can say I can get you to climb Mount Everest if you want, you know, I'm a movement coach, that's what I do. Most people are just want to get out of pain, let's say, or if they have a chronic issue of some sort, they just want to get back to where they were. I've brought it up before. Stephen Hawking was probably the most remarkable person because he's like, my body sucks. I'm going with the brain. And he's the only person I know that most people that have a brain trauma want to go back and recover what's in the body instead of realizing what's still in the brain and what can be done about it. Neuromapping is very important, but neuromapping, remember, the origins of neuromapping all come from when we were infants. It doesn't come from where we are now. It's the infant side of us that, that that's where the core movements initiates from. So if you can go back to your developmental milestones and the, the way the body organized those through weight transfer and transitional movements, 
versus muscle-based. Muscle-based movements come in much later in our development. Those are your secrets to how to recover from stroke with on Earth as it is in space. Those are things to think about. I'm Michelle Turner from Movement Lesson, and I'm here to help you learn how to move here and, and, and in worlds we haven't even dreamed of yet. That's the only way you can't get to Mars without me. You need me to help you work around these movement complications, which will arise. This is just pure numbers and statistics. Remember, that's the one thing about medical statistics. It might be a 5% chance, a 1%, half a percent chance, but when it happens to you, it's a 100% chance, and it changes your life dramatically. This, again, was Turner's 17th theory of biological gravity. A living organism will not just fall down like a board, but will instead have variations of the response through rotation and lack of rotation with factors of buoyancy that can counter the force of gravity in living beings. Also, remember what the wise Nikola Tesla said. First, he'll ignore you. Then they'll laugh at you. And then they'll fight you. Then you win. Have a great day. If you need me at all, I'm Michelle at Movement Lesson. Get my book, get my Audible, get my Amazon. You can't get tomorrow's without me, the rules of gravity. And I'll see you at the next podcast. Thanks.